Thanks for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Stephen Willis, and this is a viewer mail segment of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I like doing viewer mail. I like doing things that people want to talk. We're all about perspectives and commentary. So any way that we can do perspectives and give a different voice other than my own as a platform to for your supporting of Ole Miss athletics, that's a win for every Ole Miss fan. Because I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Ole Miss fans need a place to say it. And if I can make this more of an opportunity as a free platform for Ole Miss fans to enjoy following college football, college basketball, Ole Miss in general, then this is a win and this is a successful thing. And this is the reason that I've been on the iTunes charts for three weeks. This is the reason I've completely blown up to the level that we are video-wise. It is because it's not about me. It's about us. I talk about all the time. Ole Miss every day. It's a lifestyle. Ole Miss every day. It's what we're about. It's our mantra. And to do that, I can't rely on what's going on with Ole Miss sports day to day. I need to rely on what you're saying from time to time. So let's get into the mailbag without further ado. Rebel and Dog Country, that's um at Brian or at Joiner Brian too. Who can fill Evans' role from last year? Perimeter run threat to complement um Quinshawn Evans. Quinshawn Judkins made a huge difference last year when boxes got stacked. Bentley Riscano, question mark. Now, this is an excellent question. Thank you very much, Brian, for sending it in. Now, I think the offense is going to look a little bit different, and it's going to look closer to what it was in 2021 than 2022. I do agree with what you said. Whenever um, Evans was a healthy back, whenever Zach Evans was playing ball, Ole Miss was a different team than when he wasn't. LSU won the game last year in large part because Zach Evans didn't play. That outside run threat, was so elite for Ole Miss. Now, Zach Evans was not the in-between-the-tackles guy. And honestly, if you wanted to game plan with whatever's going on, you could game plan based off of Zach Evans being in and Quinshawn Judkins being in. But the outside run game, just look at the Texas A&M game to where after the LSU game, Zach Evans decided to play a little bit, even though he was injured. And he was just a weapon on the outside. And A&M was just lost. It was, they were just at a loss. And that outside run is a huge component of the game. Now, I'm not saying that Quinshawn can't develop that part of his game. If you look at statistics and analytics, Quinshawn was one of the faster running backs in the country last season. Him getting to the outside is going to come. But I do think that there needs to be an aspect of inside and outside um, with this offense. But I think it will come with Riscano and Ulysses Bentley the fourth, and last year Bentley hurting his arm also put a huge monkey wrench into um, Ole Miss's plans running the football. 
I, I do think it's going to look more like 2021 when you had Henry Parrish and Snoop Connor and Jerry and Ely. I, I think the offense is going to look that more that way in the run game. Now, we might run the ball more. We still could be 70 75% run because we have the best player in college football at running back. But I think the offense is going to look a little bit different, and I think they're going to get him touches in different ways. Instead of getting 25 touches a game running the ball like Quinshawn did last year, he might get 16 touches running the ball and seven touches receiving the ball. The point is to get the ball in Quinshawn's hands in space. The same thing with Kedra Criscano, who was the MVP of the Polynesian Bowl, which gaining over 100 yards in an all-star game, you should pay attention to that. Um, and also, um, I think Ulysses Bentley could be a plus Jerry and Ely with the ball, and we should pay a definite attention to what's going on with him. Now, David Jackson had a question as well. Why should I or why should I not expect LSU to be better than Ole Miss and Alabama and win the West? And in a related question, why am I correct in asserting that A&M's ceiling is fourth in the West? All right. The first thing, LSU has the probably the best front seven not named Georgia in the Southeastern Conference, period. They have the um, preseason SEC quarterback, QB1, as well. Malik Neighbors is a heck of a wide receiver. They have a fantastic left tackle. They have pieces to be very successful. If LSU went 12-0, I would not be surprised. If LSU went 8-4, though, I would also not be surprised. Is Jaden Daniels going to be the quarterback that he was for three or four games last year, or is he going to regress to what he was? Is there going to be a problem with continuity with Mason Taylor and Malik Neighbors? Is LSU going to find that stud running back? I know they got a transfer. Is he going to be the dude? Those are real-life questions that shows how LSU could be number one and how LSU could be number three. I think their four is three, though, in the West. LSU is a very good team as far as the pieces that they have. But whenever you look at, like, Jaden Daniels and the, the ceiling – while they can get there, there's a lot of things that need to go right. And Brian Kelly always is harping on how the secondary, who they've addressed that in the transfer portal, it's a concern. They're doing that out of necessity. So we'll see exactly what that defense looked like. Matt House had them really humming by the end of last year. But catching them early, it'll be interesting to see if they can beat Florida State at the beginning. It'll be interesting to see if they get past Ole Miss at the end of September. It's one of those situations at the end of September. You will you will know exactly what you have with Alabama, with LSU, and with Ole Miss. It's the end of September this year. You'll know exactly what you have. Now, in the fourth question, or the fourth in the West question about AM, I agree with you. AM's in show me mode. They are absolutely in show me mode. And they have all the talent in the world. But if they're running the defense that they ran last year, people are going to be able to run the ball on them, just like they did last year, which means their offense is going to have to be super explosive to win games. Now, it could happen. Bobby Petrino has a history of doing that, but he also has a history of doing that in 2008. When was the last time Bobby Petrino was really that dude? He's coaching at Missouri State before he went to Texas A&M. So he might have the reputation 
of how the offense can be run a certain way. But I, I don't know if this is the home run that we think it is. Also, before we get out of here, I do want to let everybody know these are the Locked On Ole Miss predictions. I wanted to put those up so people could screenshot it and use them in my face whenever um, these are not the predictions that go out. I do think Mississippi State is seventh in the West. They play their most difficult games at home, and their easier games are on the road, which means a one and seven is a possibility for them. It it's just is what it is. Auburn is in the same boat, kind of. They they get Alabama and Georgia and LSU. Just a brutal, brutal schedule. Arkansas, I need to see what that offense looks like without Kendall Browles. I put A&M where they are because, you know, who knows? They have all the talent in the world. Ole Miss at three, I put them there because I expect Alabama to win the West because they have the home game with LSU. I do think it is Alabama-LSU game in the West. In the East, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida, Missouri, Vanderbilt. And it's pretty close. The SEC media, if you flip three and four, both in the East and the West, and that's exactly what the SEC media came up with. It's pretty excited about that as well because that means, you know, I'm not barking up the wrong tree. I'm not completely on an island. Anyway, thanks for tuning in today, and thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available whenever you get your podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Every dayers, we're going to continue this countdown to camp um, show lineup that we're doing over the next eight days. We're also going to try and sprinkle in some guests to talk about Ole Miss football as well. So thank you very much. Enjoy your Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.